up in that F-150 People trying to talk, but I don't got time to listen Trying to find my way, I gotta stay on the mission My family need me now, and I don't have time to miss them Always trying to work, always down to the whistle I give it all I got, cause it help with my mental Always on the grind, like the king I'm official Smoking on this gas, help me get through my issues Welcome to the VC Lab. This your boy DJ97, man. Here's the first episode of the podcast, the VC Lab. Thank everybody that's here listening and starting this journey journey with me. Excuse me. Um, uh, first episode is just me. Uh, my co-host couldn't make it today. Uh, still figuring things out, but, you know, I got somebody that's been rocking with me since I was born, and I got my mama to help me with this first episode. How you doing, mama? I'm doing good. How you doing today, son? Man, I'm doing good, man. Church was good this morning, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was good. It, it was, was good. He was on it. But how you been feeling, you know, lately, this last month? I've been up and down. Every day is a new day. You yeah, have to take it as it comes. <laughs> Especially dealing with tiring, boy. Woo. <laughs> oh, don't, don't look at me like that. Don't, don't, don't look at me like that. That's your brother, son. I, I understand. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. People that know me know. Tyra can be a handful. Yeah, he is. I hope he don't wake up while we doing this. Cause, mm, you know, but you was a handful, too. All right, all right. But, um, but, yeah, man, you know, people know me as usually being rapping and, you know, always working and being a nice person. And me, I'm making this change because, you know, I felt like, you know, this was something in my conscience that was telling me to keep doing this and, and. And I told everybody at McGavick that this was what I was going to do, you know, through my teachers, guidance counselor, and my peers. And I decided I'm going to go ahead and take this leap, you know, and keep faith, you know, that God lead me in the right direction. So, you know, I feel like it's time for me to make a change. You know, rapping, I'm still going to do that, but it's going to dull down a little bit because my main focus is going to be on this podcast and learning how to DJ. I'm at the beginning stages of DJing. And um, I'm loving it right now because everybody know I love music. I'll play some R&B music in a minute. <laughs> yes, he will. I've always put all kind of genres in his life, all kind of music. He have heard just about all of it because I love music also. So, you know, going into it, like, it's just, you know, everything I love about music is just the passion, the love, and and what people bring to the table in their music and people that I eventually interview, I want to see the authentic authenticness in it and, and see where they're real at and where they can grow and where they're going to go and trying to turn this into something that artists can come to Nashville, the way they come to the breakfast club, the way they go to uh, Ebro in the morning, the way they go to Big Boy in the neighborhood. I want to make the VC Lab a staple name for Nashville, not just for country music, but for everything in general, because I know we really need that. And we do have some outlets, but I want to make this something that can be a staple in the community and people can, when they say that, they know, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? When the Migos coming, you know they're going to have to stop by the VC Lab. You know, when when Lil Wayne coming, when when any artist coming, and it don't even have to be rap music, it can be R&B, it definitely can be country, we are in that type of city, and it could be pop music, just anything in general. But... um. I just want to make this something that's authentic and something for the community and something that we have, you know what I'm saying, that's not just uh, tainted and they only talk about the things that Nashville usually talks about. I want to talk about everything, get out there, 
to the world so they know we're not just country music we're everything and hopefully, son, you can also just bring in new artists, young people that's trying to get somewhere. You can help them get a, a outlook that, that will help them be seen. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan with everything I want to do, mama, you know. And um, I plan on having independent artists up here real soon. You know, this being the first episode, I want to just let everybody know what the plan is from here, what's my agenda, and what we got going on here at the VC Lab. You know, it's all about this right here, reaching the community. I'm going to start coaching in Little League very soon, coaching football. So I might be at any organization come this 2019. So just be on the lookout. You're definitely going to see it. Um, been going to a lot of combines, a lot of football events with my little bro because he's out here in the community trying to make waves. So uh, the VC Lab will be vocal and will be out and will be around. So if you see me, you see that hoodie, you see that shirt, you see DJ 97, just don't be afraid to speak to me. Come holler at me. Tell me what you're doing, what you got going on, and everything. So, but mama. Yes. So who, to you, is the best hip-hop artist of right now? Well, in the, From 20, I say, from 2000 and... And ten to right now, two thousand nineteen. Somebody, somebody new, not not old. Somebody that's kind of new. Well, for me, somebody who I thought would never really make the scene, but really hot is Cardi B. Cardi B is doing her thing. She sounds good, so I think she's bringing in that new look for the the women out here. Bringing in that new sound. Mm-hmm. She's hot. I mean, people say she's on the, like, the ratchet side, you know what I'm saying, of things. But I feel like she's just being authentic to herself and, like, showing, you know, what the new age, the I guess they call them the millennials. I guess that's what I am, a millennial. A millennium. Yeah, a millen- yeah. basically saying that, that this is what they do and everything. And I, and I rock with Cardi B very much. I love her new song with Bruno Mars. And um, I'm happy she won the Best Rap Album Award. But, you know, there are other per people that were nominated for that award, I feel like, could have got it yes. and everything. And then all the tension between her and, and Nicki Minaj and the way, did, did you see that BET, um, they had like an intern that made like a tweet um, talking about Nicki Minaj, saying uh, uh, while Cardi B is basically getting this award, Nicki Minaj is still getting dragged by her lace front. Yeah, I seen it, but that's the public. Public need this attention. They have to make people think they're out there just, you know, fighting against one another. Really, I think they're all on one team. Everybody's plenty enough money for all of them out there. So we shouldn't have to drag one another down to be popular. I feel like that is true, but I feel because but at the end of the day, it wasn't really BET that made that comment. It was really the intern, and I feel like the intern was trying to make herself known to like BET. Then I think she ended up getting let go, and then BET ended up taking it down. But the fact is, you know what I'm saying? They have had that that little fruit they would have going on that little argument where they I think they was at the Met Gala or something where they got into it. Some shoes was thrown and and everything and. I just feel like 
they're at a better place than they was. They don't think they on speaking terms, but it was died down, and that right there could have flared it up. But it has. Yeah, but a lot of this stuff is publicity stunts, just because that's what people want. They like to see confusion. They like to see artists at one another. So that's what money's, you know, this is what yeah. money sells. You money know and saying? fame, yeah. Because, you know, Cardi B started out on, you know, Love and Hip Hop New York. By the way, I loved her on that. And then when she brought her sister on, that was, you know, me, I, I watch all the shows. I watch I watch them all. I come home, I'm watching everything you can think of, every show that you, your girlfriend like, every show that your homie like. I'm watching it all. I'm watching them all. That's one thing. I'm a TV person. So that's just me as a person. But Cardi B, she, I feel like she still got a bright future. And then I love the family that she's building with with um Offset and then their baby culture. And then Offset, by the way, has a has a nice album. Nice album. And I feel I love his album because it it it's getting personal. It's personal, but we can talk about that later. But with Cardi B, I do feel like she is one of the good and, and best new artists that's on the scene right now. Now, me personally, the artist I feel like is new, making waves, and it's somebody that's going to end up becoming something big, and he's already in the works. And I think I played you him when we was on the way to Browns for one day, and you didn't like the little tag, the baby, the one that, uh, what's that, uh, that's not the baby, that's my baby, or whatever that tag oh, was. Oh, yes. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, him, the way he made his transition and the way he put his foot on these people's neck and came in the game. And who is this? The baby. That's his name, the yeah, baby. The baby. He had a he had a Charlotte. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a Charlotte. He was basically really the only one that's really made it that big other than um that I think came out of North Carolina was J. Cole too. But out of out of Charlotte, like the baby, he's really he's out here. And then everything he rap about is real. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a uh some type of situation where he was in Walmart with his baby mama and his little girl, and some people came up to him on some mess, telling him to come out outside. And then one of the dudes that ended up coming, that pressed him, ended up dying. Mm. But they came to him, and he he in the baby section with his baby, <laughs> in the baby section. And then the dude ended up, you know, passing, and then... You know, it's things like that. He was in a club. Somebody pressed him there. Hit him with one one punch. Dude went back like about two, three feet. <laughs> Knocked him out cold. You know what I'm saying? But his music, everything he say, he can back up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about him. And his music is authentic. You can't hear nothing like it right now. I love it how he tell his stories, how he do his videos, and his marketing skills is A1. Marketing skills is A1. To me, somebody that had the best marketing skills until I seen him was Young Dolph. Young Dolph, the way his marketing skills was, was irreplaceable. You can't even think of it. He got shot. Came out with a tape talking about all of it. Same hospital that Biggie and Tupac was in. All this type of stuff. And and the way you, you, you align everything that went on. In his life, he aligned it to where, okay, they think that's going to be my downfall. I'm finna hit him with another tape. Mm. I, I think uh, the best music come from life experience. When p 
people can take their life experience and put it into a song uh-huh. and it, and it people can relate it there's nothing other better than that it's for a good song and that makes it real authentic and then the thing i like about the baby he just the way he do things is like make you feel like you listening to comedy but you listening to some real street stuff at the same time too mm-hmm. And real then, life. Yeah, and then his videos is just so raw and authentic. And then I think the the dude he's messing with to do his videos is Rickett or something like that. But he's a real genuine dude. And then he got an artist under him called Stunnerfo Vegas that's making waves right now. And then they're both touring. And one thing I like, you know, Stunnerfo Vegas touring with him but he might branch off to another city while the baby handling something else and they both making money mm-hmm. and they doing things in the right way and then i just feel like as long as everything now you know he signed the interscope now he signed the interscope records probably i think like a month ago and then he just dropped his new tape baby on baby and then uh suge is doing numbers right now i think it's almost about a week old about two million views so far on video wise, music video wise, so he's doing his thing. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> he's doing his thing, so he's making waves, and I, I just want to see him progress and get to where he want to go, and God want him to go to. So hopefully, everything will keep going well. Won't no trouble happen now, and he could keep things down and everything. Because he was talking about the police was coming at him, trying to make sure he wasn't gang affiliated and trying to go through extra measures and then he even got more security on his end mm. and then he was like as soon as i got more security on my end he felt like they the 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 city of charlotte when it came to the police felt took that as like oh yeah he a threat mm. like, you know what i'm saying he felt like they trying to take him down but you know everything gonna be all right and i feel like he gonna be good and everything gonna work out so i'm wishing the best for that yeah we send nothing but blessings out to you baby oh man but 100 100 percent Hundred percent, any especially any dude that make dark skinned dudes look good, <laughs> I'm down for you. Cause everybody know I'm dark. I'm I'm a dark skinned man, and I'm down with dark skinned team. Cause ain't nobody gonna be over us. <laughs> forget, forget the light skins, all of that. It's dark skin all day right here. Yeah. <laughs> and bald heads. <laughs> oh, okay, nah, nah. She didn't went the other way. Lord, mama, come on. We ain't doing that on here. We not doing that on here. I know you ain't. You talking about? I know you ain't talking about who I think you talking about. Nah, <laughs> like God I'm down. just reminiscing. Oh Lord Jesus! All right, but uh, man, uh, artist in the city, he, he man makes good music, but he in deep right now. Uh, Fredo Ruthless, Fredo Ruthless, man, he got he got whole bunch of good singles that came out over about the year and a half, from drug addicts to hundred shots. Life of the Party, and then his newest one, Staying Home. And then he dropped that, right? And then probably, like, I say, a matter of four or five days after that, a headline on the news came through that um, he was at Opry Mills, and um, basically um, a worker at Opry Mills basically was coming out i think she was probably leaving work or something and supposedly she seen a brand new camry and then she looked at the drive out tags and the drive out tags actually said that 
it belonged to a Volvo. And the car, the drive-out tags was actually on the Toyota Camry. A Toyota Camry, right? Mm. So she called the police. I guess he went to the Hermitage Precinct. And so uh, Officer Kelly and Officer Ward end up coming out to investigate. And then they determined, I guess, it was a stolen car. So then he comes out. This is supposedly because he's not guilty yet. Or, you know, this is supposedly. And then he came out, hopped in the car, and they say that um, Officer Kelly came to the driver's side, approached him, and when he approached him, basically in the car, so basically he didn't run. He applied to everything, you know, when the officer approached him, you know, and he said when the officer, basically in the report, when the officer approached him, they say he had a pistol with a loaded clip with 21 rounds in it, one pound of marijuana, three grams of cocaine, 2100 of cash, cash money on him, and then uh, and they had the license plate. License plate sitting in there too. The license plate was in the car as well. So I'm looking like like oh man, you know what I'm saying? And then. Um, so he had an eighty thousand dollar bond, right? And then so he is signed to you know Endless. Endless is an independent label that's out of Memphis. Zebo. Um, I haven't checked to see if he's still in the league or not, but he was playing with the Memphis Grizzlies, and then they tra- traded him to the Sacramento Kings. And then he was that big number fifty that was with uh, Memphis Grizzlies, the dark skin mm-hmm. ball guy. That that be shooting real good. He he do his thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's the CEO of that. And then so when this is happening, and I seen that, I'm like, dang. So endless. Well, you know what's gonna happen. And then come to find out, uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday, you know when he was finna go through the process, the ATF came and picked him up. ATF came and picked him up, and basically they dropped. All of his charges, all of his felony charges, because they, I guess the ATF is building a federal case. And now he's in the hands of the Federal Bureau now. And then all I can do when I'm looking at it, because I, I, I mess with him. He's from the city, reps the city, and and he's a product of us, part of our environment. So I'm trying to figure out, and I just hope you know, everything works out well for him and that everything go good because I don't want to see no man down, especially for my city, especially that somebody that was making waves, you know what I'm saying? He was on the borderline of, of, of getting to them millions of views and, and he had some things rocking in the city and he was with a team of people that are really doing some big things and got some big artists with them. So I just hope that everything can work out well for him and he can he can get out and then I just hope he can make the best of his situation. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, like, if he get out on some snitching stuff, I don't want that to be the case. But I do want him to be able to get out on a good note, something where he got out of the situation good in the community, good with his folks, so he can keep going in the right direction. Yes, I have kind of, like, mixed feelings on this because – I don't know when our young black men is going to get it through their heads that if you're out here making waves, 
you can't just go out any kind of way. You got to always think ahead because you know that people are out there looking to get you at all times. So therefore, you should always make sure that if you out there, you don't have mess on you. Can't nobody find you in a messy situation. Yeah, We need to think before we do certain things. I mean, I just, I mean, looking at it, I mean, he was at the mall, you know what I'm saying? So he was, he probably's out doing his thing. Yeah, but he had a clip on him. He had a gun he shouldn't have. He's sitting here in a stolen car. I mean, yeah, that does not make sense. It don't. It doesn't. You know what I'm saying? There's no way around that. You know, it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? I just hope the best that he can get up out this situation, out of this jam, and get back on what he need to do and know, like, from this point forward, it's strictly... Learn a lesson yeah, from this. Yeah, and strictly music and getting his family right and getting him right as a person. So... You know, I wish the best for him and everything and hope it all end up well for him. You know, we don't wish no bad on him here. We want him to grow and succeed in life, and hopefully we can have him on the show one day. Yes, that would be nice. And then, you know, uh, sad to say, uh, Luke Perry. Luke Perry passed at the age of 52. He was born, I think, that's the same year as you, 1966. 1966. Yes. Yeah, and he he passed. He had a massive uh, stroke, and then, and I liked him. I ain't gonna lie to you. I he was somebody that I really just found out about because I watched the show Riverdale that come on CW on Wednesdays, and he was Archie's father on there, and then it shocked me when I heard about it that he died. I was like, man, like, he was hard on the show. Like, he was somebody that I'm like, man, that's a good father on the show, somebody that was cool. Mm. And I was like, man, I, you know, and now I'm trying to figure out how they going, are they going to die him off or is he just going to fade out and you don't really see his father no more? Like, what they going to do? Yeah, but he came to us on the scene from 90210, and that was my era. That was a very popular show. So he you watched was, that? Yes, loved it. Loved it. What was his role on on that? He was, hey, a heartthrob, the sexy, the sexy man that he knew how to tune into women's feelings and know how to treat a woman. Oh, for real? Yes. And then, you know, so Riverdale was his recent movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, not movie, but uh, sitcom. Mm -hmm. And then he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. uh, Windfall. And then he was even on the cartoon uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. And then The Sandlot, Heading Home. Mm. And then uh, Pepper Ann, cartoon. it was a cartoon. Mm. Do, do you know that one? No, I'm not really into cartoons, so I didn't really watch that one. <laughs> but then he was on the Incredible Hook cartoon, too. I didn't and see I, it because I'm not into the cartoons. Yeah, that one shocked me, though, the, car- yeah. the Incredible Hook. I was like, oh, man, he was making waves. Mm-hmm. So, but I wish the best for his family and that everything is going to be okay. And then um, we're just praying for him and, you know, rest in peace to Luke Perry. You know, you'll always be missed. And then, man, you just, you know, rest your soul, man. But, uh, but yeah, so now when it's, it's going down, people are bashing LeBron James. They're looking at what's going on with the Lakers right now. And, and it all started with, 
the trade talks with New Orleans Pelicans and him. They're saying that basically his agent is the same agent for AD. And then AD wants to join LeBron in the Lakers, and they tried to make it done. But New Orleans was just – they were talking about everything, trying to, you know, get everybody, basically. And then – I feel like Magic Johnson was just trying to see what they was going to pull on. And they basically gave him the whole team, gave him the meal. And then the young cats on the Lakers really wasn't feeling that. And they feel like, man, you trying to get rid of us, da-da-da-da-da. And then I can just imagine how LeBron, you know what I'm saying, there was games where he's on the bench by himself over here and the whole team over there. And that thing just it ruined the chemistry for the team. Uh, Lonzo's been hurt. Um, then Lonzo Ball's father goes on ESPN saying the team ain't going to be nothing without Lonzo. And right now, I mean, his argument is a good case right now when you look at the Lakers. They're five games behind to try to make the playoffs. The push they're trying to make, it's like they keep losing, keep losing. They just lost to Kyrie last night. And – they lost to Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie, man. They just lost to Kyrie. Mm. So it's, it's it's at a point where now analysts Stephen A. Smith, they're 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 saying he's not the best player in the NBA no more. Even though I don't believe that, you know, I might be biased to the situation because everybody knows I am a LeBron fan. Um, my family's LeBron fans. Uh, my brother holds his his name and his as his middle name. So, I mean, I'm just saying, when it comes to LeBron, I feel like this time when people are bashing him will pass. I feel like this is a part of his story. But me personally, I do not feel that if he misses, if he misses the playoffs this year, I do not feel like it will hurt his legacy. Well, I think it will. I think it will just because of the circumstance. But they can pull it together. How? Hold on. How? What 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 circumstance? Because of how his team don't want to work together, how they're not pulling together because they feel like he's a threat. He's really not a threat. They need everybody wants to be the man in charge. Everybody can't be the head chief. When they realize this and work together, they can accomplish the real goal. They want the championship, but the only way you can get it is by working together. See, even talking with Kyrie, once Kyrie left and he seen that it wasn't all about being uh, known over LeBron or everybody's calling my name. It's about working together and getting what he want. Now he want that championship. Now he want to get back to LeBron because he know what a true championship takes. Who again? Kyrie. Okay. So explain the Kyrie situation again. You feel like he's going to come back to LeBron? Kyrie left. Uh, yeah, he, I don't know if he is, but he wants to. He wants to come back. He wants to play with LeBron. Again. I do feel like that too. I do feel like 
eventually they will come back together and they will win another championship together. I do feel like that's what's happening, and I do feel for some reason that he might come back to L.A. And then the problem with L.A. is that they seen that in LeBron with the trade stuff. I feel like they're not letting it go a little bit. And then they'll probably have a spurt of one game that they're looking good. But then the rest of them, they're just looking horrible. And then they're injury-prone. People are just getting injured all over the place. And I'm, I'm, I feel sorry for LeBron in some type of way because, you know, he had to go to L.A. With the things he got going on with uh, Space Jam 2 finna come out, the new show I think on ABC or CBS mm-hmm. that's finna come out, he got things that he, he got to be in L.A. to make his money. And his family, he got a, he got a son that's, you know, entering high school, trying to make waves, do what he got to do. And he's trying to put his family in the right position to keep succeeding. So, Yeah, and a, I think his wife really liked L.A. much better, Oh, too. yeah, it's a good social place for environment. For basically, you know, when he's gone, ain't no telling what type of friends she got down there already. She got to have her little support group while she's, you know, kids is out, you know, doing what she got to do. And um, I just feel like LeBron, he going to get over this. It's just a part of his story. At the end of the day, because his story is not over with. Oh no! Because he signed a four-year not deal. Quite. Not this is quite. just one. This is just one of those four years. We got three more years, and this Laker team that we seeing right now in March is not going to be the same team we hey. see. Hey, I look for the day like he say when I see him down on that court against his son. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that's going to happen. It's going to happen now. I, I, I don't know how productive he going to be because they're still looking at it. Like right now, I mean, he's still he's still getting almost triple doubles every game. He's still doing his thing. Like he's just waking out of the bed doing it. And then, you know, he did come out of that injury. And I feel like he's not all the way 100% there yet. But he will get there. And then I feel like it's all going to work out for the better. And then everything's going to get done. So, I just hope the best that LeBron take this, you know what I'm saying, with all these people that's criticizing him right now. LeBron, if you ever hear this, don't worry about it. Ball out. Keep doing you. Bigger days is coming. It's just a part of your story, a part of your journey, because you already a legend. You already had a Hall of Fame. Say kudos to you, LeBron. Kudos. You know what I'm saying? It's just a part of your story. Especially your son getting to see this. Even people talking negative about his father, but he's seeing how you not even really, you not really letting it affect you and how you speak. You just, all right, let them do that. And then next year, when the team is better and things going right, they better have the same energy that they have right now. And that's good for your son because that, that will help teach him how to handle this pressure that will come upon him too so you know just so just take this you know you're gonna be all right the lakers gonna be all right because to be honest the only person on his team that he has right now that could be a hall of famer is ray john rondo the rest of them we don't know how good they'll get we don't know if this is the best they will get but the only one right now that he's playing with that could be a hall of famer is ray john rondo and then he's always been around shooters, and most and the team he's with right now, they're not they're not producing enough. They're they're inconsistent. 
they're not consistently dropping them buckets how he need them to. So we'll, he'll figure it out. The Lakers will figure it out. Magic will get it together. And they'll figure it all out. And then we'll be here to talk about it, to be here for a story and how everything go down. Next year at this time. Oh, yes. We'll be singing a different tune. <laughs> Best believe it. But um, good things in Nashville. Um, Amazon is coming. Uh, they're building a new oper- operations center of excellence. And then uh, they will be bringing 5,000 full-time high-paying jobs. 5,000. And then Bill Haslam said this is the biggest new job announcement ever in in the city of Nashville. Well, that's good because I sure hope they're bringing uh, higher pay raises because we need it. Here in Nashville, they haven't gave a wage increase in forever. Well, they I s- mean, you right now, most people cannot live on seven, what, 25, 35 an hour. That's minimum wage. And a lot of these jobs are still trying to pay people that for the hard work they do. And that's why a lot of our business can't even keep help now because nobody's going to sit here and work for that, killing themselves, yes. and somebody else is paying $13, $14 an hour. Yes. You know, I'm not. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But one thing that I did see, the average yearly pay, basically what the average amount somebody is going to make at this new site, it's one hundred and fifty thousand a year, and that's good. That you can live off of that. That's basic uh, minimum wage living for a person here in Nashville. So that would be great. So that would be great. And then it will. It's going to be located by the old Lifeway campus, the old Lifeway, mm-hmm. and that's kind of downtownish, but it looks beautiful. But the building alone is going to cost them two hundred and thirty million. Mm. Well, Amazon certainly can afford it. Look at all the things they got going on. I mean, they, didn't they got pay. Amazon Prime. They got. But look, Mama, they didn't even pay taxes. They got money back. Yeah, through tax breaks, they got money back. So, so you know, it's a lot going on through the government all the way through. But they didn't even pay taxes. They got a tax break and they got money back. Because they doing a lot. They giving a lot. They yeah. at least trying to make sure they people are uh, being paid uh, decently for the yeah. work. I mean, well, we're going we gonna to stay tuned on it, and we're going to see how good this is really going to be, or is there a whole bunch of government stuff in the mix that's, you know Behind what I'm saying? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. And then uh, earlier today, to change the topic back on some sports a little bit, um, Liberty played Lipscomb today in the A Sun Championship to go to the Big Bash, and um, um, Liberty won seventy four to sixty eight. So we came up short. Yeah, bit. they beat Lipscomb, but it came down um, to the last like minute and twenty seconds where some minor mistakes happened and it cost them the game. But they showed a lot of heart out there. And um, the game was at home, too, so I know that sucked. But, you know, just to see them make it that far, have a good season. Mm, keep your you head know, up, Lipsy. Yeah, keep your head up. Y'all going to be going places. Just, you know, keep your team going. Keep recruiting well. Keep And focus. everything going to be all right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just 
And then I think uh, Belmont yesterday. Belmont lost to Murray State. Murray State is in uh, Murray, Kentucky, I believe, over there. They got a pretty big player, pretty big player there that they're saying is either the number one player in the nation or the number two player in the nation. And that's the OVC in the nation. The OVC team has that good of a player right now playing for them. And mm. it's amazing just to be able to um, – to say that for an OVC team for Murray State to have something like that is uh is is a beautiful thing to see, and I uh, can't wait to see what he does in the tournament. Can't wait to see what he does in the tournament. The SEC tournament is actually um starting soon as well. Who you think might win that? Having a clue, having a clue, because you know UT. They've been on the rim on number one, number three, number five. They've been going up and down, winning good ones, losing good ones. Maybe Kentucky. Kentucky is always a contender. Man, I don't want to see Kentucky win it, though. (laughs) Tennessee has lost to them. They beat them this year, and it's in the middle. But the number one team in the SEC right now is LSU. But LSU's head coach got something going on with wiretapped – yeah, when somebody fired? Yeah, some, yeah something about um, them and another team was doing some recruiting type mm-hmm. of stuff. And we don't know how that's going to pan out. But if it comes out that they were doing that stuff, some things might end up happening. Change, yeah. yeah. So, But I'm rooting for UT. You know, go Vols all the way. I go Kentucky. I love Kentucky. I've always loved watching them play. You're going to go against the home team? Well, I like Kentucky. I mean, they just, they've always looked good when they played. They always look good. Yeah, you know, they just, I don't know. It's something about Kentucky. I've always loved watching them play. Come on. Come on. I mean, Tennessee is okay, but I've never really been a, I know I'm from Tennessee, but I've never really been a Tennessee fan for his basketball. Okay. All right. Well, for his college basketball. So, I always just, I don't know, been on board with Kentucky. Kentucky have had some good players that came out of Tennessee to them. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, now to change back up now in Nashville, we have some stuff going on where it's not something that's really just out in the media too much, but it was on the Tennessee, and we have 185 people that are serving life on a sentence that they got before the age of 18. Now, 120 of the 85 people got sentenced after ni- 1995. So that means most of these life sentences has been happening in the current, you know. Millennium. Yeah, mm-hmm. current years. Not something that was in the 1980s. 1970. So this is stuff that's happening really like right now. And then the only one so far that's gotten clemency was Cynthia Brown, the one that all on social media they were behind her to get her out of jail, all of this. And Bill Haslam gave her clemency, and now she's going to get out August 7th. I don't know why they got to wait to August 7th. They should have released her as soon as she got clemency to me. But August 7th she's going to get out. But we have all of these p- 
people that's on life sentences before they got 18. Seen some that was 16, 15, 17. And, you know, and then the fact that they passed a new legislation to where when you get life, you're not eligible for parole until 51 years of, of you sir. serving time. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I'm with you too. The, yeah, they should have let the young lady out once they gave her clemency, especially because of the situation she was in. That man was sitting here pimping her, a child. And because he got killed in the midst, they're going to put her in jail. What kind of stuff is that? Just because she took some money out of his pocket. Well, he owed it to her if you ask me. So I think he got off light. He died, but he got off light. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm looking at it because I know I've seen one story where there were two boys. Um, a father wasn't around because the father was kind of a bad guy. And the and the mama made it known she didn't want them hanging with him because she knew that he wasn't nothing but trouble. Stay around me, your stepdaddy, your daddy come around, we don't want because he he's out here doing dirt and stuff. And um he came around and I guess the two boys started hanging with their father, you know. And the father got them into some mess where they kidnapped a man with their daddy. Mm. And the man ended up dying, you know, getting killed. And the way the situation was, was like the boys didn't really do the killing part. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they both, was well, there. the one of them ended up getting a life sentence. The other one has gotten out. But one of them is still locked up to this day. And he got locked up at 16. And now he's 27. And he's still in there because of something that really was out of their control. And then it was a situation where they were, I feel like they were trying to find light in something. And then it ended up being darkness at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And now they got to figure, you know, figure it out. And really, they've been dealing with this for a while now. And one of them's out, but the other one is still in. So now they got to really buckle down and try to figure out how they're going to get the other one now. And then that's just another one of the the sad cases that's going on to somebody that has life sentence. So that means he will have to serve 51 years before he can get parole unless he, has he got a, clemency. And, or he has a good lawyer to, to, to keep fighting and get things done. Mm -hmm. But knowing how our society is here in Nashville, it's probably not too many black people that can afford a good lawyer unless the black person lives in Brentwood, Franklin, or come from a rich area or something. Home. And then that's just, you know, that's just sad to think about. But hopefully, you know, with them putting this into Tennessee and people like us talking about it, it'll bring light to the situation and things end up getting better. More and people talking end, about yeah, it. Yeah, things end up changing. And hopefully when Cynthia gets out, she can, because people believe she's going to lead the city. I don't believe she's going to lead the city. I believe She's probably going to start something here and try to build on it. I really firmly believe And become that. a spokesperson for people out there, sex trafficking kids, because it is going on 
more and more, more than we even know about, more than we even just could imagine. Because really, when people say this stuff about, it's just, it's hard to believe that this is actually going on in our city. Or it's just, it's just completely unbelievable that this kind of stuff still exists where people is doing this under the cover and you can't, you don't see it. It's just, it's horrifying. It's just horrific. It's just too much. It's just something needs to be done. And I understand what happened with this man when the, she, you know, she was, this was a child. She was feared for her life. When you trying to get away, you take the only chance you got what you see at that time. And the girl was, you know, didn't have money. He was pipping her. So what else she was to do to not but take the money? So how was she going to get to where she needed to get to? To be safe. Yes. If she didn't take the money. Yeah. So I, that was, I don't even see how they could have even thought about putting this child in jail. I mean, they didn't care. You know, she wasn't most of their color in the first place. And then. And I'm sure it probably was a white man that pimped her. Yeah. So, therefore, they thinking more about him than the woman that was being violated. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just wrong, 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 wrong. So, you know, everything's going, hopefully she get out and then she starts something and she try to change the narrative and change the movement here in Nashville and try to work on something. Because I know they, the, the women got something going now. So hopefully once she gets out. She'll build on it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she can hopefully be the face of it. Yes. And and change this thing around to make it something that's positive. Mm-hmm. So and make it something that can be big and, and believed in and make the government in Nashville and the state of Tennessee. Not even just ways. Tennessee. Uh, I hear it's really hot and heavy in Atlanta, Georgia. Say yeah. it's really bad down there. Yeah. So I mean, it needs to be brought to the open so yeah. more people uh, is aware of what is going on so people can be more vigilant when they out and see these kind of things and, and let somebody know something ain't right about yeah. this situation. I mean, just like a starting point. You know, somewhere like start here in Nashville. Then once you get things flaming up, it's boiling up, start spreading it. Start getting it to the Atlantas, to the Orlando, to Cali. New York, you know, getting it all around to where you can stop this thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Because then you see, like, Robert Kraft caught up in that thing where it was like a little rubbing tug. <laughs> like a little rubbing tug where he just got a little jerk session, paid a little $100, and then the person that did it was the owner. But she had girls that was, and they saying the girls, like, it's a type of situation where they was stuck in it, even though Robert Kraft didn't really have nothing to do with it. He just got caught up in paying for something. And that's a whole nother conversation alone. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, whatever happens, happens and it gets resolved well. And, you know, the only thing I don't like, they're making him the face of this thing. Like, he's the person that's running it. And he really ain't even the person that's 
running this whole thing, and they say that he's they not, need to get to the core of it. Yeah, and they and they saying he's not even the biggest name associated with this thing, but they used him. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he said he was down with prison reform and started getting with Meek Mill and changing some things, and he put little Meek Mill's chain on, all of a sudden, a couple of days later. Oh, they finding everything. Yeah. They bringing stuff out the woodwork. Uh-huh. And then, speaking of the NFL, Antonio Brown just got a new contract, and he basically got what he wanted. He he got the deal that he would have wanted in this situation. Cause basically he forced his way out, forced his way out of the Steelers, because basically Ben Roethlisberger was going public with things that should be in house. You know what I'm saying? Trying to say Antonio Brown messing up routes is on him. It's on him, not putting no responsibility on himself. And then some as a football player and as a teammate, that's something you don't do to the media. You know what I'm saying? Or people to the outside. And I know that that's the same thing for college. And I feel, to me, that's the same thing with high school. And shit, even Little League, you don't do that to your other teammate. Y'all supposed to work together and get this thing going. And then eventually Antonio Brown just got sick of it and started speaking his mind. Because the coaches and the higher-ups in the Steelers would just let Ben Roethlisberger do what Ben Roethlisberger wanted to do. And then when Antonio Brown started to speak out and do what he know that is right for him to get him in a better situation for him and his family, they want to label him as being a diva, um, not being a good team player, not doing what's right for the team, da-da-da-da-da. But then now, as of yesterday, the Raiders and Steelers have came down to a deal where um, the Raiders gave up a third-round draft pick and a fifth round draft pick. And now um they had to work out the deal with Antonio Brown on the Raiders side. Like what's my deal going to be? What's my contract going to be? Well, he's in a contract for 3 years for 54.1 million. Basically guaranteed money basically basically. But was all the way guaranteed. Is thirty point one million. Wow, guaranteed. Wow, fully. And then basically Antonio Brown came out as the victor in the situation, and then the Steelers a third and fifth round draft pick. I mean, hopefully you know what you're doing when it comes to your who your recruiter is, and they figure out who's a good fit and who's gonna really be somebody for your third and fifth pick in the in the third round and the fifth round. But I mean. Well, I hope Antonio live up to that contract. Oh, man. I mean, arguably, he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, when it comes from him, Julio, Hopkins, Odell, Antonio Brown is, like, right there at the top. Top. Mm. So you can't really he's, – he's almost irreplaceable right now, even though they have Juju, and he's doing good too. But he's right now he's not a – Antonio Brown. Mm. So they're going to have to figure that out, what they're going to do. And then with, you know, Gruden being the new, the coach for the Oakland Raiders, and then soon they'll be going to Vegas. The Vegas will be the home for the Raiders soon. They have Derek Carr there. They got a lot of picks. So everything should work out well for them. And I just hope the best. And then from what I've seen from little pro bro clips when 
uh, Carr and Gruden and him was over there talking, they feel like they got a good chemistry going. Mm. So if everything can work out well there, I'd love to see them games and I'll be watching them. Oh, yeah. so uh, the Raiders is moving their franchise to Vegas? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're moving their franchise to Vegas. I don't know if it's next season or the year after that, but the stadium from the blueprint that I've seen is beautiful with the new laws they have for betting. You know, betting is allowed. They're saying, I think, 2020, they're going to have a whole section in every NFL stadium just for betting. For betting. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so. This going to really – Make salary caps go really up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because gonna, when people start betting, yeah, you and got especially so much when it's money legally out. now, it's yes. like a legal thing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be out the water. It's yes. gonna, things are gonna, things are gonna start changing, and things are changing from the safety rules to, you know, eventually the contract will be up with the union, and I feel like the players are gonna try to get some more things done in the right way. So everything. Everything gonna be all right for the NFL, and then you know, they're uh, Colin Kaepernick just got his settlement about a month ago, and um, everything should be good for that. So it's on the up and up right now. And no, I'm not boycotting the NFL, I'm sorry, I'm an NFL fan, I understand everything that's going on, but I, I look at it as I mean, a lot of people are supporting their family. Off of playing in the NFL. And yeah, and we all go through trials. So this is just a trial yeah. right now. So they're going to make it through. Yeah, they're going to get it together and everything going to work out. And then once it all work out, it's going to be straight. Everything's going to be fine. You ain't got to worry about it at all. So I just feel that um, the NFL is going to be in a better place soon. But it's just going to take time and everything. And, and I just, you know, I love that. We're making money. We're doing our thing, and uh, we're making things out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some people do go broke, but it's what you do with your money when you're there in that situation and how you invest it. Get properties. Go get some stocks. Go get, you know, just do. You can't just sit there and just spin, 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 spin. Yeah. And not put anything back for later. That's even in people working nine to fives. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Go get you a car. Go get you a nice house. But you making so much money, what you put in that car, you can go put that in an investment. You know what I'm saying? Like Young Dolph doing. And then get your car off of that. Yeah. Like basically like Young Dolph. He's a rapper. He's buying houses. So when his kids turn 18, they ain't really got to go get no job. They got a line of properties. They're going to have their own property company by the time they're 18. They're going to have plenty of properties. He's trying to make sure his family got wealth for when he gone, that stuff that's already paid off. And that's the type of stuff NFL athletes can do. So say when you don't, when you done with the NFL, shoot, you got them properties. You can live off them. Save some of that money that you make through the monthly properties to where when stuff need to be redone and repaired, you got the money for it. And then you got your play money. And then you can end up making more businesses, open up a club, open up a restaurant, open up a a gym, you know, start start something. You yeah. know, my thing, I want me a laundromat. That is a money maker, you guys. It's yeah, a money maker. We'll look into it. We'll look into it. But still, <laughs> but, but still you know, just, just focus on the bigger things with everything that you do. 
even if you make a smaller money, you can invest $100, 200 or something. And that's what I'm trying to learn now and get into it before I get to the age where once I start, by the time I'm ready to tire, re- retire, it's big, but it ain't as big as it could have been if I would have started right here when I'm finna turn 22. You know, instead of turning doing it when I'm 27, 30. So, you know, you just got to figure those things out and everything will be all right. But, uh, but I thank you, Mama, for doing this with me. I know it was a spare the moment thing. Yeah, but it was nice. You know what I'm saying? This is the first episode of the VC Lab, and, you know, it's a work in progress. You know, my communication skills will get better. Uh, my dialogue will get better. Um, the way I speak, the way I talk, everything will get better. And I just got to grow from here. And then, you know, this is the first episode, and everybody that tunes in with me, uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, the Instagram page is the VC Lab. Um, uh, Twitter is the underscore VC Lab. Facebook page is the VC Lab, and that's T H E V C L A B all the way put together, no spaces. I'm just you know be here for the ride, man. It's gonna be a long journey, but I'm here for it. I'm ready to do this thing. It's your boy DJ ninety seven, and I'm out. This is his mom, and I'm just saying thank you for having me today. Appreciate it. Oh, you already know it, Mama. Thank you for being here to support me.